New REI nurses. Take your career to the next level with NROX, the Nurses in REI Communication, Knowledge and Skills online certificate program from ASRM. NROX gives you practical applications you can use immediately and the opportunity to interact with other REI nurses and content experts. Increase your understanding of REI, make new professional connections, and gain confidence in your nursing role. To learn more about NROX, visit asrm.org nrcks. Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I'm Jeffrey Hayes. Today on the show, we are discussing methods and resources for physicians regarding recurrent pregnancy loss and really how to how to speak with patients about recurrent pregnancy loss. Joining us today to help guide us is Dr. Julia Woodward. Uh, Dr. Woodward is Associate Professor, Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Science, Associate Professor, Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology, Director of Psychological Services Program, Co-Director of Third-Party Reproduction Program, Duke Fertility Center, and the Duke University Health System. Dr. Woodward, thank you so much for being on ASRM today. Thank you so much for the invitation. Really happy to be here. So recurrent pregnancy loss, I'm sure in, in most physician training that this is a very difficult, you know, thing to to encounter because this means that you have to have very frank conversations and, you know, love to believe that everyone is always equipped or has sort of gone through it, but, you know, we're still all human beings and it, it's, it's hard, you know, when you're having to talk to someone about probably one of the most traumatic things in their life, right? So, can you talk us through a little bit about the use of certain language, you know, in, in having to deliver what is going to be probably a couple's worst nightmare. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that physicians find these cases to be some of the most challenging and often, you know, in their medical preparation and their medical education, just don't get as much training on how to talk to patients um, about these really difficult topics. Again, I'm a clinical psychologist and I, I get the great privilege of being embedded on site at the Duke Fertility Center. And so being able to help physicians feel more comfortable in having these conversations is one of my favorite parts of the work that I do. And so I think really the first step in this clinical conversation with a patient is to get the news out clearly right up front. This is not a time for jargon. Things like products of conception, like, you know, people get real confused about what's going on. What they need to hear is something like, I'm so sorry, the fetus has stopped growing. Or I have some bad news to share your baby has died. Your baby is no longer growing. And so something just as clear as that can really help patients who are really often, you know, they're distressed, they're anxious, and they're having trouble processing information. And so the language needs to be clear, but the nonverbals need to be really warm so that it doesn't come across as harsh. The, the One of the other things I think is really important to emphasize here is there are, you know, words to use, like some of those examples I just provided, but there are words to avoid. And some of those words are things like using the word abortion, spontaneous abortion, missed abortion. Patients don't understand what that means. And in this particularly in this post-Roe era, that word is real loaded. It can imply sort of choice or responsibility. And they're like, I didn't abort my baby. Like, I want this baby. So just being sure to, to talk about it as a pregnancy or a baby and not as a 
an abortion. And as a physician, is it normal to have more than one session with someone when when dealing with the loss or or so that's actually such a good question. I think that, you know, certainly in the work that I do as a clinical psychologist, yes, multiple sessions are often involved. For a physician in this encounter, it's, you know, it's like a clinic day appointment and they kind of need to like cross a few steps, but they need to, do, you know, kind of ha- have it happen in a, in a single session. And so we think about like these kind of big components being deliver the news, give some key pieces of information, talk about the emotion even though that's uncomfortable. And then lastly, offer some follow-up care. So it, it's going to, all that's going to happen even in a, you know, a short 15, 20, hopefully 30 minute appointment, but if 15, 20 is what they have, it could be done during that much time. But I think that key piece is there are some questions that come up later for patients and we can talk more about what those are. And so offering them a follow-up appointment is often a very important step in improving their satisfaction with their care. When the physician is engaging and you're talking about the next logical step, of course, after delivering the news, is being very concrete and giving information and walking that line between being concrete and empathetic, which is kind of the crux of what we're discussing today, because this is, again, person to person, it's hard, you know, it's it's a difficult path. What's some good information that a physician might prepare beforehand, you know, to, to engage with them? So fortunately, we got some research to guide us on what are some of the key questions that patients have? What information are they looking for? And so Dr. Pamela Geller is a psychologist at Drexel University, and she's done some really interesting work with recurrent pregnancy loss patients. Like, what do they want to know? And so one of the key questions that patients are going to have is, what happened? What is the cause? Now, sometimes that's really tricky for the physician because there may not be a clearly identifiable cause. But if there is an explanation to be had, patients often describe that as being really critical for their recovery and really improving their degree of satisfaction with their care. Beyond that, they need some practical information about sort of physical symptoms they might be experiencing. So if they are not having a surgical procedure to resolve the pregnancy loss and they're going to have a medication given to them, giving them information, you know, like how much bleeding are you going to have? You know, how much pain and cramping? How long are these symptoms going to last? Am I supposed to keep this tissue that's expelled? And then sort of down the line, they want to know things like when is my period going to come back and when can I start trying again? So knowing that these kinds of practical pieces of data or what patients are looking for can really help the physician in this consult. And as they're going through this list and sort of, you know, talking through and unfortunately, again, as you mentioned earlier, this is usually a clinical appointment. So there is a time limit. And in walking that that tightrope here of concrete information and, and empathy, how much should should a physician sort of get a little deeper with them as far as like talking about this actual pain, this actual loss? Yeah, I think it's a really critical piece of this clinical appointment. And it doesn't have to be a long portion of the appointment. But again, um, Dr. Geller found that 79% of women reported that um, their healthcare providers didn't even ask how they were doing after their pregnancy loss. So just acknowledging that this is devastating for the patient, really acknowledging the magnitude of the loss and the importance of the loss is critical for patients to feel like they're seen and like they're getting good health care. So even something as simple as saying, I am so sorry that you're going through this. 
this must be really painful. How are you feeling? You know, is there anything I can do to help you with that? So I think, you know, those kinds of words to use, it it can be really a sentence or two, but just pausing for 30 seconds and checking on their emotional state is a critical step in this appointment. There are, again, words to use and there are words to avoid. Some of those words to avoid are things like you can get pregnant again, or you can have another baby or, you know, this anything that's about like kind of brushing this experience away and minimizing the pain really makes patients feel very misunderstood and sometimes even hurt. And physicians are such problem solvers. They are trained to come in a room and figure out what's wrong and figure out how to fix it. And in this moment, pausing to say, this is really hard um, is a is a really important step, even though it may feel very uncomfortable for that provider. My guest today is Dr. Julia Woodward. We are talking about physicians uh, navigating the the rough waters of, of of talking to patients about a recurrent pregnancy loss. Uh, I only have one more question for you today, Dr. Woodward. You know, in providing follow up care, again, we're kind of guiding this, and, and we don't want to rush people through it. But yet, you know, it's still a physician's appointments, and you know, all of these things, and and you're trying, you know, a physician is trying to make sure that they're providing maximum care and empathy, but yet still maintaining a, a sense of clinical <laughs> duty, you know, as well. Is there some follow-up care that you can recommend that can be provided? Yeah, I think there's a couple of key pieces of information that patients can get at the end of that clinic appointment where they've gotten the news of the recurrent pregnancy loss. If there's anything that the physician can provide them in writing, that's really helpful because this is a patient who is very likely to be distressed and upset and they're not listening very well as a result. They're not retaining information well. And so if there's a handout that even could specify like these are common ways that folks feel after a loss and here's some follow-up resources, referrals, anything that they can sort of look back on can be very helpful. Number one, something written. Number two, giving them a follow-up appointment. They're going to come up with questions after they leave the room with the physician and they'll be kicking themselves that they didn't ask and they then they don't know how to get the information and now they're trying to my chair at the provider. And so being like, Hey, come let's, you know, set up a follow-up appointment in a couple weeks, if that's possible to talk about what questions have come up in the interim. Again, patient satisfaction goes up a lot when they know that they're going to be held like that. And then lastly, it's really helpful if there can be a referral for some additional psychological support. So maybe the clinic has a mental health provider that they work with regularly. Maybe there is a pregnancy loss support group in the community, but just sort of knowing about the psychological resources that might be available in the place where that provider practices and sharing that information with patients is really helpful too. This has been wonderful. And and thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk to us about this. I just want to really quickly too, uh, you know, you've done the uh, SART Fertility Experts podcast as well for patients. Have you done more than one episode or is it I have done, actually, I think I've done three episodes, but I did do one Mm -hmm. um, where I interviewed a patient who had experienced recurrent pregnancy loss. And um, we really talked through both her clinical journey, but also what tools she learned in our work together and through her own exploration that really made a difference for her in being able to cope with her experiences. Um, so it was she's a wonderful resource of information. So that might be another place for providers to, to gain some more data. 
Absolutely. And what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll link to those episodes in our show notes so people can just click on that in the show notes and go right to those conversations. Dr. Woodward, again, thank you so much for coming on ASRM today. It was really my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast and needs done. If you have questions about our show, you can email us asrm at asrm.org. And until next time, I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today series podcasts are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.